Yeah, motherfucker. Shut up, I'm talking. Shut up, I'm talking. Previously on Shut Up, I'm Talking. I need to decompress, man. I'm stressed. What are you stressed about? Come on, you're a mogul. You're starting your uh, pizza empire. You just bought a new car. Well, only because I'm a dumbass and I let the older one blow up. How did it blow up? You know, and all the drama and all the crap that I go through on a daily basis, I forgot to put some oil in it and I killed it. So you drove it without oil? Yeah. I was coming home from work and I went to change lanes to go around this car. And as soon as I changed lanes, it quit. It just went blip, like a 70 miles an hour. And I, I had to like just coast to a stop. And then the next morning I went out there, it started right up, sounded fine. Everything was working, no no problems. Like, wow, I wonder what was going on. And I got right outside my neighborhood up to the first stop sign and it quit. It would start right back up. It idles fine. And then as soon as you put it in gear, it quits. When you put it in gear or after you hit the gas? Like when you hit the gas. So it was called inertia that was the issue because it was it had enough oil in it to start. But when you hit the gas, the oil would then be pushed back by inertia and then it would no longer go through the engine. Okay, Mr. Science Guy, whatever it was. And I took it up there and uh, the guy says, yeah, your engine's blown. Did you try putting oil in it? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> So be honest about your, your previous car. Oh, yeah. I didn't ever told you. I did check it. I had a better idea than me getting in there because I don't know what I'm looking at. I went to the Hyundai dealership and just went up and asked a mechanic because they specialize in Hyundais. I'd hope so. I said, listen, I got a you know problem. Can I ask your opinion? And he said, yeah, sure. And I told him about it. And I said, listen, man, if I give you 50 bucks, would you come up to my house and just look at it and <laughs> tell me? Okay. Well, I don't think that's a weird thing. If I give you 50 bucks, would you come to my house and look said, at well, it? Because he said, yeah, okay. <laughs> Only you think of that because you're nasty. I said, you know, look at it because when I described what was happening, he thought it could have been something electrical and it could have been something easy to fix. So now I'm thinking, oh, wow, well, maybe this is right, and I get it fixed, and then I'll have two cars. Or I can sell this one and make a couple of bucks. Right. So I said, well, hey, instead of me paying the $300 tow bill to get it down there, because it's not that far from my house, I said, if I give you 50 bucks, would you come up and look at it for five minutes? And he goes, oh, yeah, 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 sure. So I said, fantastic. I get my address and my phone number, you know. Wait a second. Did he give you a safe word? <sighs> okay. <laughs> this is the kind of thing... It's going to end this show. We're getting too nasty. Not everything has to be nasty. <laughs> Fucking idiot. I can't have a conversation with you. Did you ask him if he could make the car spit for the captain? Yeah, spit for the captain. <laughs> Wait, before you tell me what's wrong with it, can I sit in your lap? <laughs> smell your cologne? And... <laughs> God. <laughs> Every time. Anyway, <laughs> you just derail everything I'm saying. I apologize. Go ahead.
So he came up there, and he's looking at it, and he's like, oh, it doesn't send a betting. He's like, let me check the oil. Comes up, and he pulls the dipstick out, and he goes, okay. Puts it back in there, and I'm like, what? And he goes, uh, your engine's blown. And I'm like, what? Oh, really? And he goes, oh, yeah. And he pulled it out. He goes, see that? Those are metal flakes in your oil. Something blew up in there. And he goes, oh, yeah, this thing is shot. Did you put oil in it before he got there? I did. Correct oil? I did. Yeah, correct oil. For that car? What do you think? I'm a fucking chimp? Yeah, I got the right oil. No, why would I think that? You only drove it without any fucking oil in it. Idiots. <laughs> I know what kind of oil to put in there. I just didn't do it. Sure you do. Last time I asked, you Knowing said, yeah, you engine oil. What you're supposed to do are two different things. <laughs> That's true. Okay. My problem was in the execution of doing what I'm supposed to. <laughs> Not that I didn't know what I was supposed to do. All right, we'll go with that. All right. Thank you. Anyway, the engine was blown. So I said, well, how much would it cost to get another en- It would have cost about three grand for him to get another engine because he could have bought it through there. And I said, well, fantastic. How much would you charge me if you could do it? And he goes, I can't do it because the problem is with those cars, you can't take the engine out through the top. You got to put it up on a rack and lower it out for some reason. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And he says, I don't have a lift. You know, I don't have any way to do that. And if you go to the dealership where I work to do it, they're going to charge you seven, eight grand. I said, well, that's ridiculous. Well, that's what the mechanic at the closest service station you could find said. Yes. <laughs> So it turns out they were not lying to me. The thing was blown. So I'm talking to this guy at work. He always comes in and, and wants to talk when he pays his bill. Uh-huh. And he noticed that I had a new car. And he said, what did you do with the other one? I said, well, I didn't tell him the engine blew. I said, well, I don't know. Something's wrong with it. I don't, you know. The ashtray was full. Yeah. I had to turn the radio station, and I didn't feel like doing it. So I got another <laughs> car that was already pretty programmed. Because <laughs> that is how a big baller rolls. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> not going to program my own radio. I'm just going to get another car. I own a Chubby's Pizzeria, goddammit. That's right. I am an entrepreneur. <laughs> I said, it, it broke down, and I just bought another one. He goes, well, do you still have it? And my son buys those cars and reworks them. He'll give you 1500 bucks for it. Nice. As is. So I'm like, eh, Okay. So he pulls up, he come, him and his son come up one night, and then they got a tow truck come up there, and he just drove the thing right on the tow truck. Just started right up, went right up on the tow truck. I'm like, oh, my God, what did I do? What the fuck? So they take off. I got my 1500 in cash, and I'm thinking, okay, well, I got, I got out of it. Anyway, he comes in the store about a week or so later, and he goes, yeah, you know, that car's already gone. And I'm like, what do you mean it's already gone? He goes, oh, my son already sold it. And I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah, we, he didn't have it for a week, and he sold it already. You know, that was a good car. <laughs> and I'm thinking, God, you know, I get that sinking feeling <laughs> that I have just screwed myself. Again. Royal, again. <laughs> and I said, oh, really? What was wrong with it? And he goes, the engine was blown. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah, what do you what do you know? And he goes, Oh yeah, but we took it straight up to the Hyundai dealer and it was on a recall. Oh they put a brand new engine in it for for nothing. <laughs> he goes, as soon as they finished putting the new engine in there, my son sold it. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> fuck. 
So and I said, okay, I have to close now. You got to go because I'm going to beat my head against <laughs> the, the concrete wall until I either see blood or I go unconscious. And then you went home and you looked at that pile of unopened mail and in it was a notice from Hyundai. <laughs> yeah. The recall notice. From months prior. That car was fucking paid for. I could have had a brand new engine. It could have lasted me another 10 years. <laughs> but no, I didn't want to go check the oil. Listen, instead. Oh, why should I make a phone call? Instead, you're paying $1,000 for each year that your current car has been used. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was so uh, not happy. So there you go. There's the car is gone. But now that I've had this car for about, I've had this car, what, two months? Uh-huh. I really like this car. It's a nice ride. It's comfortable. Strong yeah. AC. Nice. The uh, radio stations were already pre-programmed. The way I wanted them. <laughs> I wouldn't drive it off the lot until they programmed the fuckers. That's right. All right, now I had some uh, listeners complain that they could not vote in the European Podcast Awards. Well, that's a crime in itself. I don't. They could have won if the people had been able to vote. That's why they say vote early, vote often. I agree with you. So, listener Sven Lundgren, who was the one who nominated us, he let me in on a little information. It turns out that if you're not online in Europe, you are blocked from the European Podcast Awards website. So only Europeans can vote and only Europeans can refresh the website to get the new information. It's always some kind of technicality. It is. It is. I didn't realize this. Uh, I've had some listeners who have emailed and, you know, they're complaining about it. They wanted to uh, vote for the show. And I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. But uh, if you're not in Europe, you can't make the vote. Just today, I received the results of the European Podcast Awards. We did not win. That's disappointing. It is. The award went to the podcast, Two Girls, One Cup, A Joe. Oh. Uh, apparently, it's a, uh, <laughs> I don't know, it's a big winner somehow. I've uh, visited that site many times. <laughs> They're doing a bang-up job. They apparently have at least one more listener than we do in Europe, and I'm guessing a pantsless listener at that. So, we didn't get the award, but, uh, you know, it's an honor to be nominated. It is. Try to be a good sport about these things, but you know how it is. So, uh, two girls, one cup of Joe, fuck you to, uh, both of them and everybody who voted for him. Yeah. Rotten hell. Why can't Europeans get it together? Make a website and things like this that you can actually vote on. You're going to nominate an English language show from America. Why can't Americans vote for it? Exactly. I don't know. See? So to the listeners who tried to vote for us, I'm sorry it didn't work out. I thought it would be easier than that. I, I didn't look into it too, uh, too deeply. But again, thank you to uh, Sven Lundgren. I still don't remember where he's from, Sweden or Finland or something. We're going to get a, a prize pack out to him very soon. And among the, uh, the, the many different uh, items we're going to get to him is going to be the Shut Up, I'm Talking doily. Oh, the doily. I mean, that's a big one. That's more of a grand prize. Are you sure you need that? <laughs> well, and it's, it's hard to come by. Recently, I was at a uh, convention in Florida the central florida mm. comic-con of course i believe it was in central florida i would think so i don't remember the town because i wasn't paid to remember it but i was there and i sold a huge amount of shut up i'm talking merchandise and mm -hmm. absolutely wait, sold hey, wait, out wait, of the wait, 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 wait. 
Don't gloss over that. Okay. Where's my cut of all these sales? Well, you know, a lot of expense. It's a lot of it's it's the yeah, difference okay. between okay. the gross and the yeah. net. Well, we certainly uh, we right, we learned all about you. All right, let's see how it is. No, the money's no, no, going no. someplace. No, I'm, yeah, it's going right in your pocket. That's no, no, no. We're going someplace with this. Calm your ass down. Oh, I'll calm it's, down. It's all reinvestment. Reinvestment. Yes. At the uh, Comic-Con, I sold out of the doilies. You were right. They were sold like hotcakes. Yeah. People love doilies. Thank you. And I signed a lot of autographs, and I took a lot of pictures. But remember, of course, I said, and I stuck to this, I only took pictures where I was looking off to the side with an expression of indifference. <laughs> it's a good look. It is. And there were two youngsters there. I'm not sure how old they were because I didn't look them straight in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but there were two youngsters there. And I happen to know that they had their parents front them next month's allowance money so that they could buy the Shut Up, I'm Talking t-shirt and poster combo. Good. And remember, kids pay double. Yeah. And did you autograph them or did, they didn't have enough money for that? Oh, it's not free for children. Yeah, it's, it's a surcharge. Children have it too easy. You have to make them earn it. Yeah. I did end up signing it, but I made them go out into the parking lot, dig a ditch, and then fill it in with gravel. <laughs> <laughs> well, for that is that's okay. No, 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 no. And before they, uh, but they put the gravel in. I had them fill the ditch with spit. <laughs> <laughs> Why you verbally abuse them? I never said that the items we sell are cruelty free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we test them on rabbits all the time. <laughs> well, I have to say that I didn't know this about Comic Con, and you, you, the Comic Con goes—it's all across the country. But I—they're having the uh, Houston Comic Con at the beginning of September, which I will be making an appearance. Oh, hey, nice. Well, here you're going to. I'm doing learn. a uh, panel discussion with a couple of the guys that used to be on Stargate One. That guy that used to have the belt buckle on his head. I don't know. <laughs> That's how everybody remembers him. Yeah. You're going to find out at the Houston Comic Con what I found out at the Central Florida Comic Con, and that's that Comic Con nerds—they are a very horny bunch. And really? I, Excellent. They are. I'm telling you, I got a season's worth of ass in two days. I was paid twice. <laughs> so uh, thank you to everybody who uh, appeared there and, uh, you know, presented. I appreciate it. <laughs> I love Comic-Con. Yes, I'm on a discussion panel with the guy with his belt buckle on his head. And uh, I don't know what his name is. He used to play Boomer on the 70s Battlestar Galactica. Those two guys, and there's a J.J. Abrams, the director, will be discussing uh, the pros and cons of fracking <laughs> in our country. And it's a very important and uh, interesting discussion. Round, yeah, roundtable discussion. There's some spirited debate. Extra tickets. Come on out and uh, support the show. Yeah. What That'll be do? on uh, day two. Oh, well, mark your calendars. So you're no longer at the uh, storage lot. Oh, no, no, no. How long has it been since you left there? Two weeks. So once you had the new job lined up, you left. As you know, I am a licensed insurance adjuster. I do know that. I got my first what they call deployment. I am now working for as a desk adjuster, but I'm doing it from home. 
Well, anyway, they sent me a thing saying, are you interested? Do you want to do it? And I said, yes, absolutely. They were like, okay, well, we'll send you some paperwork and then DocuSign it, send it back, and then we'll call you with the details. And I said, yeah, fantastic. Okay. They emailed me the papers, right? I signed them and sent them back. Well, anyway, I'm waiting for them to call me to give me the particulars. And I'm all excited. I'm like, oh, finally, I'm going to get out of here. I'm debating. Should I leave now and just, you know, relax and hang out until this coming Friday, which was a about a week away, or should I be the, do the responsible thing and just, just keep doing this job until I need to switch? Oh, please. I know the answer. <laughs> no, I was actually debating about it because I thought, uh, <laughs> it's so cute. You're that delusional. You thought it was a debate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I'm waiting. I'm, th- I'm sitting there thinking, giving this song because I really just wanted to leave. <laughs> and my boss comes. Ew. Yeah, well, <laughs> he shows up and he walks in. And I'm like, you know, hey. He starts complaining about something and the, the, my phone rings. So I give him this one of the, you know, I answer the phone. I said, hello. And I give him the, like the number one thing. You're know, like, no, like, hold on because he's talking. Sure. <laughs> Which obviously he visibly did not like. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. You know, I'm, I'm writing it down. I'm saying, okay, it'll be sent to, you know, overnight or whatever and there's you know who i call and my uh team leader and all that you know and i'm like fantastic fantastic thank you very much and so happy and I'm, oh, okay so i get off the phone and i take the paper that i was writing my notes on and i stick it in my lunch box and i'm like i'm sorry i had to take that phone call it was very important because more important than uh you know, and i went uh yeah <laughs> well he starts getting angry i was not listening I couldn't have cared less because when he was looking at the computer saying something, I'm literally packing up my stuff. <laughs> and he's not paying attention, but I'm getting all my crap because I'm leaving. I'm out of here. I'm going to go enjoy my week. And I get all my stuff and I threw my keys on the counter <laughs> and I start walking. And he goes, hey, where are you going? And I said, to your mom's house. <laughs> <laughs> And I just walked out, got in the car, and left. <laughs> that was a perfect, perfect answer. <laughs> you know, they would bring the UPS and FedEx would come and dump their crap every day at the stores a lot. And someone would come in and goes, did I get a delivery? I go, I don't know. <laughs> you know, she says, well, UPS says it was delivered on such and such. I said, okay, check the pile over there. <laughs> I was supposed to put them in their spots. I'm like, yeah, I was busy napping. That's what I was doing. This pud isn't going to pound itself. That's right. But anyway, finally, in the ripe old age of blah, 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 blah. 54. Yeah. (laughs) I have a grown-up job with a grown-up. What's that like? It's a new experience. Now somebody asked me. I never leave the house because I'm working at home. But now if somebody were to ask me what I did, I wouldn't be embarrassed. To say what I do for a living. I'm a shut-in. I, I actually have something to tell somebody. Where people will go, oh, okay. Like, that's a legitimate job. Not working at a 7-Eleven. I deny people any money for the wrongs that have been yeah. committed against them. Like yesterday, I was doing nothing but claims in Kansas. What does that mean? You know, car crashes. Uh-huh. What I do is when they call it and claim it, what their insurance policy determines how much they're going to get or what they're going to do. Uh-huh. Sure. I have to establish liability with the facts that I'm given. 
They establish awesome. liability, and then they uh, set them up with getting their car fixed, the rental car and all that kind of crap. So when you establish liability, are you completely arbitrary? No. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> is there a oh, magic eight ball involved? Yeah, you're liable. <laughs> How many times have you said, let me consult the brain? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Can I, may I put you on a brief hold because uh, we work in a team environment and I need to get familiar myself with your claim. And I let him sit on hold for 20 minutes. And I come back, yeah, 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 I've determined the liability and it's you. <laughs> but wait a minute, I wasn't even in the car. I was parked at the Walmart. Yeah, well, you picked the wrong spot. I can imagine exactly what you say to them. Under Section 37B of the contract signed, it states quite clearly that all offers shall become null and void if, and you can read it for yourself in this photostatic copy, I, the undersigned, shall forfeit all rights, privileges, and licenses herein and herein contained, etc., etc., fax mentis incendium gloria calpum, etc., etc., memo bis punitor delicatum. It's all there, black and white, clear as crystal, so you get... Nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. I have spoken, click. <laughs> <laughs> so how many times have you spoken to Sam Mann in the last week and a half? <laughs> I maintain a professional demeanor. <laughs> it's very difficult to say, well, no, you're not getting nothing. Now, do us a favor and grab your ankles. <laughs> You're going to want to relax. <laughs> Think of something pleasant. Because <laughs> this will not be. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Uh, are you a bleeder? <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> because the answer doesn't matter. There's going to be yeah. bleeding. <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about. This show's too nasty. See, I just overlooked these comments. It is nasty. Everything's nasty on this. Yeah, so? Yeah, so. See, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so what? Did I ever say, shut up, I'm talking? It's highbrow. That's true. <laughs> I'm trying to get a, you know, people to listen. Now that I'm doing it, I actually want people to actually listen to the show. And I think maybe you're thinking about it a little too much. Trying to manufacture what people, you think people yeah, want that's to true. hear. Nobody gives it. Nobody gives a fuck. Maybe just have fun and people have fun with you. Bastards. <laughs> That's the way to refer to the listeners. Nobody gives a shit. Here's a new episode, fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. Pour my heart out here and nobody gives a crap. No, they do. They do. The listeners do care. They're laughing right at you. Yeah, I know they are. <laughs> I was watching Star Trek on my favorite TV network, MeTV. Yeah. Have you watched MeTV? No. It's fantastic. It's every piece of shit 60s and 70s TV show you ever wanted to watch. But uh, they have Star Trek on Saturday nights. You start to piece together the different episodes and, and find the commonality involved. And I couldn't help but notice that how frequently... <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> oh, I was vomited. How frequently Dr. McCoy would give up on a patient and easily oh, give yeah, up right on a away. patient. It was just one scan of the tricorder and he's dead, Jim. Like, okay, I've done the absolute minimum. I always wait for Kirk to go, Jesus, Bones, you're a doctor, not a coroner. <laughs> yeah. 
Try something, CPR, anything. You know, the third season, they just got tired. Somebody would get hurt, and Kirk would look at him, and he would just shrug his shoulders. <laughs> He's dead. Well, that's because Kirk's going, I need you in a tricorder. I have eyes. He's not breathing bones. <laughs> <laughs> also on MeTV, I watched last night the very first episode of Buck Rogers. And I got to tell you, I thought that was a piece of shit show to start with. After it watching was. that first episode, it guaranteed it. What and they it, had that little porno robot. You know what the robot kept saying? What? Beat it, beat it, beat it, beat it. That's all he said. <laughs> he walks around going, beat it, beat it, beat it, beat it. So was he advertising masturbation? I don't know, but uh, I'm having a hard time uh, condoning that kind of behavior. They had the, the what did they call it? They didn't call it a droid. They called it a drone. The drone, the, the talking robot on top of the robot. Yeah, it looked like a hubcap with a smiley face on it. Like It was like one of those uh, flavor filet co- clocks. It, it called it a drone. And it talked. And the only purpose for that, that uh, stuttering fucking robot was to have that drone hanging off its fucking neck. Yeah, because that was like some kind of super scientist. But couldn't the fucking drone fly? You couldn't. You can talk. You can't fly. That makes no fucking sense. Okay. Now you're just stretching the rules of science fiction. It's like 500 years in the future. You can't get a drone that flies. We have them now. <laughs> yeah. That makes no sense, man. Why can't I get a chimp to make my drinks? And it, it, that show was the most sexist fucking show you could find. Of course. <laughs> from from the first frames where you get, you know, the princess, whatever her name is. And Buck Rogers immediately is going, all right, whatever you say, princess. <laughs> yeah totally dismisses her and it just never stops from there the only difference is as the show progresses she accepts it more (laughs) yeah she starts to like it i think in season two he starts calling her tits (laughs) (laughs) hey spoiler alert (laughs) i never liked that show even as a kid and it is like now i know why it was fucking garbage of course it's garbage not like that bright spot in the universe, Star Trek. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so last week, something amazing happened. Your balls dropped? That was a week and a half ago. <laughs> and it was amazing. It was. A sight to behold. I took video. <laughs> God. <laughs> I have a camera on my balls at all times. <laughs> I had a dream that Martha Stewart gave me a blowjob and it was good and it was good it may have been the best dream blowjob i've ever had i don't know how to compare that to anything else but I, don't, I don't know <laughs> i'm going I'm with it to, uh, okay good for you so i wake up from this and i go and your bed is soiled <laughs> well it started that way but i wake up <laughs> i wake up and i'm like I have never in my life had a sexual thought about Martha Stewart. <laughs> Not once. There's yeah, I don't, nothing totally about her that I find arousing. So after I told everybody I came in contact with that day. <laughs> of course. <laughs> with glee. Because people need to know. Oh, they need to know. <laughs> End of the day, I'm home from work. And I thought, I wonder how old Martha Stewart is. And so I did a search, Martha Stewart. 79. Oh! <laughs> That's a bonus round. I had a sex dream about a 79-year-old woman. Nice. 
Hello, AARP. Just sign up for some therapy now. (laughs) And then I'm thinking, what does a 79-year-old Martha Stewart look like? So I go back online and I do a uh, image search, Martha Stewart 2021. The image pops up. I look at the image and I went, yeah, I'd let her blow me. Easily, easily, without a thought. (laughs) Oh. She looks mid-50s. No, that's not possible. I'm not saying I would bang her because I'm I'm pretty sure the vag is war-torn. But that face and the mouth looks like it could take some more damage. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Little shelf life on the mouth. That's about it. All right, I'm officially disgusted. (laughs) All of us. It's wrong. Wrong behavior. Too late, Matt. It is. So I just sent you a picture of Martha Stewart at 79 years old. Is that the dinging I hear right now? Yes. Is that really her? Yes. Martha Stewart, 79-year-old Martha Stewart. 79 years young. 79. That is the oldest woman to suck my dick in a dream ever. (laughs) That's really something to talk about. (laughs) Now I want to meet her. (laughs) Yeah. Here's an award, baby. Martha, no woman anywhere near your age has ever blown me in my dreams, except you. Except you. And then her security takes out a taser. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All I get out is Martha. Now tell me you wouldn't fuck her mouth. Oh, yeah. I would have done it before the plastic surgery, just for the bragging rights. Who am I kidding? Of course I'm going to fuck her mouth. <laughs> I don't even know how that's a question. <laughs> and the 79-year-old part would become bragging rights. It would. In fact, I would wait six months until she's 80. <laughs> <laughs> I'd bang Betty White just for the bragging rights. The vag is a totally different territory. I'm not talking about banging. No, no, I'm not doing that. Hey, don't check it out. No, no, no. I, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm not afraid to fucking man up. <laughs> That's manning up, huh? Oh, yeah, it is. Alan Ludden is just is so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> the password is ew. <laughs> I have found this website. It is the most amazing website I've ever seen. It's so dynamic. There's so much involved, so much content, so much ingenuity. It's amazing. And it's from somebody you would never expect it from, Bob Newhart. I thought he was dead. No, he's still alive, and, and he's putting out this incredible content. So I'm telling really? you. Yes. I'm telling everybody, go to bobnewhart.com and check this out. It is amazing. Shut up, I'm talking. With Matt Powers and Larry King God. Available on YouTube, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. If I give you 50 bucks, would you come up to my house and just look at it? <laughs>